0: Welcome to the Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's about the Bills and the beer. Now, here's your host, John Murphy. Well, here we go. Podcast 17, the Sullivan's Pro Football Podcast, Pro Football Kickoff. I'm John Murphy, radio play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bills. we got a good one for you now. Bill Brooks, former wide receiver for the Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Played for the Bills in the Super Bowl in 1993. Played three years here, seven years in Indy. He's on the Indianapolis Colts uh, Ring of Honor, like their wall of fame down there in Indy. Billy Brooks is going to join us to preview the playoff game, the Bills and the Colts, coming up this week. Also on the show, Pat Morgan, brand marketing manager for Mountain Creek Ski Resort in Vernon, New Jersey, northern New Jersey. Ski area, a big resort. They're pouring Sullivan's in their bars and restaurants. We'll talk about surviving as a ski resort in the COVID era with uh, Pat Morgan. We are brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing from Kilkenny, Ireland, the makers of Sullivan's Maltings Irish Red Ale, Sullivan's Irish Gold Ale, and Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. We'll talk with Pat Morgan about pouring Sullivan's at the ski resort. He's also a huge Bills fan. But you know what? It's easy to be a Bills fan these days, right? Bills headed to the postseason for the third time in four years, which is amazing in itself, really. Just take a step back. The 17-year playoff drought which we lived with for so long, it kind of seems like ancient history now that the Bills are going to their third playoff appearance in four years. And the way the Bills have vaulted into the playoffs this year has been just incredible, the way they played. Six straight wins, all by ten points or more, nine wins in their last ten games. They've been incredible. They've been so productive. They've been so good. No one is playing better than the Buffalo Bills in the NFL right now. They demolished the Dolphins last Sunday. No team in the NFL is playing more focused than the Buffalo Bills. Of course, they're a Super Bowl contender. And, you know, the sky is literally the limit. People, that's like a cliche, the sky's the limit. The sky is the limit for this Buffalo Bills team this year. And by the sky, I mean the Super Bowl. Why not the Bills? How can you not see them playing this way and going to the Super Bowl? Here's the key, though, I think. They can't beat themselves. They cannot beat themselves. That's the big challenge. The way they're playing right now, it's hard to imagine another team outplaying the Buffalo Bills. Not that they can't lose. They could. But in order not to lose, they can't beat themselves. They can't commit turnovers. They can't make stupid mistakes. And, you know, they haven't really for the last two months. Brian Dable, offensive coordinator for the Bills, he said it on Monday this past week. He said, we just got to stay dialed in, focused. And as you think about it, no one is better to prepared to do that than the Buffalo Bills, thanks to Brian Dable and Sean McDermott, the head coach, and the staff. No one does a better job at keeping that team focused than Sean McDermott. Keeping them healthy has been key this year, free from COVID. You look at what's happening with the Cleveland Browns. They've lost their head coach and some coaches for their playoff game, their wildcard playoff game this week in Pittsburgh. So the Bills go into the postseason with one important injury, that's all. Wide receiver Cole Beasley, who did not play against the Dolphins last Sunday, still week to week, maybe he'll play this week, I don't know. And the Colts here, the opponents, they've had a good season, really, 11 wins. The Indianapolis Colts are good defensively. They made a big offseason addition. Defensive lineman DeForest Buckner, a key for their season. Uh, Darius Leonard, a good active linebacker. The offense is okay. Phillip Rivers, he's going to play in his 12th playoff game Saturday afternoon. So he's experienced now. He's, you know, 39-year-old, 16 years in the league. He is an experienced guy. But you know what? He will make big mistakes, key mistakes, because Phillip Rivers is a gamer Phillip Rivers is a competitor, and Phillip Rivers will take chances. He's been prone to making key mistakes. Colts got a huge game from rookie running back Jonathan Taylor last week, 250 yards rushing last week. They're probably going to look to run the ball this week against the Bills, and the Colts have a a good offensive line. They're going to try to run it, you would think, keep the Buffalo offense off the field and try to pound the ball. The Bills earlier in the year, showed some weaknesses in run defense, not so much in the last couple of months. So that may be the best shot the Colts have at winning this wild card playoff game. Tons of connections between the Bills and Indianapolis. First postseason matchup between these two teams, but they're all kind of connections. First and foremost, of course, Frank Reich, the iconic Bills quarterback. Maybe the greatest uh, relief job of any quarterback in NFL history. The quarterback for the comeback game, the big NFL comeback game, and the wild card playoff game against the Houston Oilers. Frank Reich was the guy who authored that. He's authored several other big wins in Bill's history, and he's authored a tremendous coaching career as well. I know Frank Reich a little bit. I emceed his uh, annual Call to Courage Awards breakfast in Buffalo almost 15 or 20 years now. Every spring he comes back, presents an award to an NFL player, and uh, it's a big breakfast at the downtown hotel. There's three or four or 500 people there. Frank Reich raising money for Athletes in Action. He is a tremendous man. I know his family. I know Linda. I know his daughter, Leah, who has been the co MC of the awards breakfast. I, I root for Frank Reich. Not this Saturday, but for the most part, I root for Frank Reich because he is a good guy. And, and guys like him, are, are there's not enough of them in the NFL, let me say that. Other connections. Their offensive coordinator is a native of Jamestown. Nick Seriani, his brother, is a longtime high school coach still in the area. Nick Seriani runs the offense. He's kind of uh, accompanied Frank Reich, uh, to the San Diego Chargers and several other stops in his career. Their wide receivers coach, Kevin Patullo, spent three years on Chan Gailey's staff as an assistant. Good guy. I'm good friends with Rusty Jones. I consider him a friend. He is director of sports performance for the Indianapolis Colts. He spent more than 20 years with the Bills. He was Buffalo's strength and conditioning coordinator. A key Role player in the Bills' Super Bowl run asked those players who played then. Rusty Jones is a solid guy, and he retired and came back. He missed it and went to work for Frank Reich and the Indianapolis Colts. Rusty is there now as their director of sports performance. Their assistant strength and conditioning coordinator is Doug McKenney. I know him a little bit. He spent 21 years with the Buffalo Sabres as strength coach. These are good people with the Colts. They're not the enemy. Root against them. You know, I get that. want to see the Bills beat them for sure. These are good people, and you'll find – as you move around the league, as I have for a while now, most of them are good people, including this Indianapolis Colts group. I expect the Bills to win. They may even rack up points the way they've been going, the way they have in the last month or so, but we'll see. I think they need to get off to a good start, keep Indy from wanting to run as much as they probably want to run, and it should be really the first step in what should be a great long playoff run for the Buffalo Bills Saturday 1 o'clock at Bill Stadium. It will be great to have Bills fans, even uh, a few of them, What, 6,700? It will be great to have Bills fans in the stands on Saturday afternoon. All right, our podcast, we're going to talk a lot about that. Coming up next, Bill Brooks, former Colts wide receiver, former Bills wide receiver. He's next on Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. Joining us now, a very special guest, he's the pregame, postgame host, uh, host on Indianapolis Colts radio, but he knows the Bills and the Colts. 11-year NFL career, seven with the Indianapolis Colts, three years with the Buffalo Bills. Happy to have former wide receiver Bill Brooks on the line with us. Uh, who better to talk about the Bills and the Colts than you, Bill, right? You know both franchises, both teams pretty well.
1: Well, I do know both teams uh, pretty well, play for both teams, and uh, it's going to be an interesting game come Saturday.
0: You know, one thing I was thinking, one thing you do know, I'm sure, because you were here for three really good years, you get the Bills fan base. You get what they call Bills Nation. You understand what a playoff game and a home playoff game, in this case, means to the fans of Buffalo, don't you?
1: Yeah, it means a lot to them because the Buffalo fans, uh, when I was there, they they were used to having a playoff game uh, every year. The team was uh, good and would get into the playoffs and usually go very deep in the playoffs, cause four Super Bowls in a row, so – the fans always look forward to the uh, playoffs and definitely home playoff games because the fans and, the, and, of course, the team always thought that was an advantage, having a home playoff game uh, on, in Buffalo with the wind, with the weather, and also, of course, with the fans.
0: You know, one thing, you, you came here in 1993, and you joined a pretty good Bills team that had been to three straight Super Bowls. You went to a fourth, but that probably was not all that easy, joining a team with established stars. Some big personalities and a team very used to winning, huh?
1: Uh, it, wasn't, it was fine, actually, because uh, of the organization and of the players that they had there. They welcomed me with open arms. Um, I can remember all the players. Frank Wright, of course, was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He and his family uh, welcomed my wife and I there at the time. And um, they just were so warm and welcoming Pete Metzelaars, Don Beebe. Uh, Andre Reed, uh, Jim Kelly, all those guys were just great. Uh, Cornelius Bennett, so those guys were just great to uh, to be around and to to actually learn from. As far as when I got there, and they welcomed me with open arms, and then the fans just treated me tremendously.
0: You know, you, you mentioned Frank Reich, and I told you I was just doing an interview earlier today with the uh, Indianapolis uh, TV outlet, and they asked about Frank Reich. Um, he, you knew him pretty well he, and as a teammate. But he's such a unique personality. Did you know back then that he might rise to these ranks and be a head coach, a very successful head coach in the NFL? Did you think that might happen?
1: I, I thought if he wanted to do it, yes, definitely, if he wanted to. Because Frank's a very bright bright man. He's very smart, very thoughtful, very intelligent, and very thorough. And so I knew that he had all the qualities to be a head coach and someone that was honest and, and forthright, and that that's what players want. They want someone that's honest and straight and going to shoot them straight and talk to him and give them an opportunity to win. And Frank had all those qualities to be a head coach. So it doesn't surprise me that he's a head coach and it doesn't surprise me that he's doing well.
0: Tell me about this year's Colts team. and In particular, if you could start with Phillip Rivers, uh, 39 years old. You would think he's at the tail end of his career. But he's kind of been exactly what the Colts were hoping they'd get when they signed him in the offseason, huh?
1: Oh, yes. Phillip's been tremendous here. The players love him. The players talk about how how much energy he has. You know, they figure someone that, at that age and and played that long what might not have that much energy, but he has more energy than a lot of the younger guys. He's feisty. Uh, He loves to play. He's very smart. He's very helpful. He's a great locker room person, a great leader. So the guys really enjoy him. And then his play on the field, he's been tremendous on the field. He knows that uh, he has to play well for this team to be successful, and he has been playing extremely well, and that's why this team is in the playoffs with 11 wins.
0: Yeah, he's got – uh, Philip Rivers says a lot of playoff experience. I counted this will be his 12th playoff game in his NFL career. It's Josh Allen's second playoff game. Uh, do you think that could be a factor as far as nerves that uh, Rivers might not get rattled maybe as much as Josh could?
1: Yeah, I, I think it, it it plays a part in that because if you've been in the, in the playoffs for quite a while, you know what to expect. You know what these games are like. You know how there's going to be ebbs and flow in the game. And the team that can handle that the best usually is a team that comes out on top. So, Having someone with experience like Philip Rivers, he can help the young guys out uh, to you know to know what to expect as far as look look for something that to, to happen or or know what to expect what's going to happen in the game. So uh, I think that's helpful for not only Philip Rivers but it's also helpful for his teammates if there's someone they could turn to, knowing that hey something's not going right, but Philip can calm them down and get them in the right play and at the right time and get the and get the ball rolling and get them back to where they need to go. So. Hopefully it won't be that way for the Colts. Hopefully everything will go out go well for the Colts, that they won't have to have any turmoil there. But uh, I, I have a lot of faith in Phillip Rivers that he will he will lead the team and, and, and get them in the right place at the right time.
0: The Bills have never seen him. We don't know much about the rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor, had 250 yards rushing last Sunday. Who is this guy, and how is he capable of that kind of production, Bill?
1: Well, I tell you what, this guy has been nothing but outstanding for the Indianapolis Colts. At the beginning, you know, he, he has, like any rookie, he was kind of thrust into the position um, at the beginning of the year where Marlon Mack got injured in the first game of the season. And then after that, he got thrust into the position of, of not so much being the number one running back, but being the, the one that's going to start the game uh, because the, the Colts have other running backs. They have Naeem Hines, who's done a nice job, and they have Jordan Wilkins, who they kind of wrote, they rotate those three running backs in. But uh, Jonathan Taylor has just been nothing these last few games has just been running like a madman uh, doing a nice job reading the reading the uh, blocks hitting the holes doing a nice job on pass protection as far as coming up and and make sure he protects Phillip Rivers uh, when he's in there catching the ball in the backfield he's doing it all for the Colts he's, he's really a unique running back that has size power and speed so and he has a lot of strength so he's a he's a running back that always falls for always falls forward he's uh he likes to move the pile but he also can make a jump cut in, in the hole and and, and make some miss. And then he can take it to the house. I mean, he did that last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he did it one time against the Las Vegas Raiders uh, out in Las Vegas. So he has the speed to take it to the house.
0: I wonder, uh, you know, I know the Colts lost uh, Anthony Cassando to the IR a couple weeks ago, but it still seems like that offensive line, maybe especially because of Quentin Nelson, that offensive line still has to be a strength for them, huh?
1: It is, and they've done a nice job of protecting Philip Rivers also, as far as uh, keeping people off of him and trying to keep the quarterback pressures off of of Philip Rivers and, of course, the sacks. But the guys have done a nice job. You know, you have Nelson there at guard. You have Kelly at center. Then you have uh, Glowinski at at the other guard, and then you have Braden Smith. All those individuals have done a nice job, and collectively they've done a great job of not just, of course, pass protection, but also uh, run run blocking as well. So they've done their job. the Colts kind of depend on that that offensive line to do their job, and they've, they've answered the bell, and they've done a nice job.
0: You know, here in Buffalo, people are, you know, patting the bills on the back for their acquisition of Stefan Diggs. But another major offseason acquisition, the Colts went out and got the Forrest Buckner. Tell me what he's meant to Indianapolis' defense.
1: He has been unbelievable at defense. He's playing in that three technique on on the defensive line there, and He's the one that's taking up a lot of the the double teams and and things like that, and trying to and, and clogging up the middle for people running up the middle and, and, and things like that. So he's done a nice job, and then lately he's been getting after the quarterback, putting some pressure on the quarterback. So it's it's opened up a lot of uh, avenues for Justin Houston to to come off the edge and Danico Atray and and those individuals and Muhammad and all those guys to to do their job. So. He's a big part of that offense. I mean, that defense, but he doesn't get a lot of credit where I think he should be because I thought he should have made the Pro Bowl, as far as personally myself, because I thought he had that type of game. But he does a lot—not just for the other defensive linemen, but he also does a lot for Darius Leonard, the linebacker there, and and the other Bobby Okereke and Anthony Walker, taking up the people so they cannot get to that next level to block the linebackers. It lets those guys be able to flow side to side and be able to plug up those holes and make the tackles and in, in, in the hole against the running back. So. He's been a, a big plus for this uh, for this team, and Chris Bow has done a nice job of actually putting together a good team. Chris Bow, the GM, put, putting this team together of getting young guys in the draft and mixing in some veterans through free agency and also through uh, trades, and not just those guys, but you know they had Xavier Rose, who they picked up through free agency, uh, T.J. Carey, individuals like that. So he, Chris Bow has done a nice job of, of putting his team together, and Frank has done a great job of coaching
0: Bill, I know that the Bills are sizable favorites in this game Saturday, but uh, what would a, a victory look like for the Colts? In other words, what do they have to do to knock off the Buffalo Bills on Saturday?
1: Well, the Buffalo Bills, I think, are a very good team. I mean, people might say they're right now, and I believe that they're they're playing some of the best football in the National Football League. Josh Allen's doing a, a tremendous job. Um, I think Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator has done a nice job with that defense and putting pressure on uh, opposing offenses. So, I think the one thing the Colts have to do is make sure that you know like anything else not turn the ball over you got you got to make sure you don't turn the ball over uh, execute the plays and then also uh, not just on offense and defense and and defense stop a uh, high-powered offense in the Buffalo Bills but also on special teams I think they have to be sound in special teams uh hopefully I uh, have opportunities to flip the field against the Buffalo Bills and then try to make some big plays on special teams so it's going to take all three phases for the Colts to go out there and play well and play against a good Buffalo Bills team.
0: Bill, uh, this is a little bit of a Bills-Colts history, but a pretty big connection. Uh, Indy's first-round pick in 2010 was Jerry Hughes. Uh, seven years ago, the Bills acquired him in a trade, which many people view as, you know, they stole him from the Indianapolis Colts. How is that trade viewed in Indianapolis, do you think? I
1: don't think people think about it. I think Jerry, he at the time, um, I don't think that his – style his skills fit the team at the time as far as the defense is concerned uh here so i think at that time he had had a, some tough periods to try to get on the field and when he was on the field some things just didn't fit for him but um i know he's been <laughs> he's been a, a, a big plus for the buffalo bills and playing extremely well for the buffalo bills and doing a lot for the buffalo bills so the trade worked out for him i'm happy for him that he's, he's doing well in buffalo and uh you know I just at, at here's a lot of times Sometimes uh, one's person's skills does not fit the scheme here. And that was a, a, but a different regime had drafted him here. And so it, it just didn't fit the scheme that they were trying to run here. So Jerry Hughes is kind of the, the odd man out. And um, I'm happy that he found a place in Buffalo. though.
0: Yeah. Hey Bill, some people think the, the Buffalo Bills this year could be a Super Bowl team. You've been around the Super Bowl, played in one with the Bills, the second one against the Cowboys. And I think around both. Colts Super Bowl uh, trips, right? The win over the Bears and yep. the to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Do the Bills look like a, a Super Bowl type of team? Are they that caliber? And what does that mean? What does it take to, to win, you know, three games or four games over the next uh, month or so to win a Super Bowl? What do you think it takes?
1: Well, for any team in, in getting in the playoffs, once you get in the playoffs, I always I always think that if you have a couple of things that you have a good chance of winning football games in the playoffs. And one of them is, of course, I think you you need to be able to run the ball, run the ball effectively. You need to be able to stop the run, um, because not knowing where you're going to play at, run the ball, stop the run, that travels everywhere in the National Football League. If you're playing in Buffalo, if, if there's inclement weather, or you're playing out in the West Coast where it's nice weather, or down south where it's nice weather during this time of the year. So if you can do those things as far as run the ball, stop the run, and not turn the ball over, I think those are the key things you have to do, and you definitely have to execute uh, your game plan. If you can limit the mistakes, not turn the ball over, and be silent in your special teams, I think you have a real good shot of winning football games. And that's what any any team in the National Football League during this time of year. So the team that does that the best usually, usually is the team that wins those games.
0: You sound like Marv Levy talking about run and stop the run. I wonder if that's where you heard it. The other thing, people say it's a <laughs> – People say it's a passing league. You don't need to run the ball, but you disagree with that, right?
1: I disagree because a lot of times there's gonna be some there's gonna be some third and shorts, there's gonna be some short uh, plays that you're gonna have to be able to run the ball. Yes, you can you can pass the ball, teams can pass the ball, but I really believe if you have real inclement weather, it makes it difficult to to for one, for the quarterbacks to grip the ball, two, it makes it difficult for the receivers also to catch the ball, of course. Now, the one advantage you do have in inclement weather and bad weather and if the field is kind of sloppy or med- messy or wet is that the receivers know where they're going and defensive backs don't know where you're going. So that gives you an advantage from an offensive standpoint. But the bottom line is you're still going to have to be able to run the ball and stop the run. I know this is a passing league. It's, it's become a passing league over the years, um, but I still, believe, I still believe that running the ball and stopping the run is, is a key, but you still have to be balanced. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You can't run the ball ninety percent of the time and expect that you're going to win because teams are going to load up the box and put eight people in the box uh, to stop the run. So you, you do have to be balanced to keep the offense. I mean, keep the defense off balance, and so you can run so you can run and pass, and them not knowing exactly what you're going to do.
0: Hey, um, Bill, you you worked for the Colts for a while, executive director of administration. You're on there radio uh, pre-game and postgame now, and you really have sort of embedded yourself in the city of Indianapolis, one of the great sports towns in America, right? You're part, I think you do some work with uh, amateur sports promotion there in Indy, right?
1: Yeah, I do some stuff here. It's a, it's a local organization here called Indiana Sports Corp, and they uh, help host a, some amateur sports here, like the, the Big Ten Football Championship. They host that here over the last few years, the Big Ten Basketball Championship as well for men and women. So, I help and volunteer with some of those uh, events here in in Indianapolis and also with the NCAA having final four here over the years, past years, I've helped with that. Not just the final four, but some of the quarterfinals or, or regionals and things of that nature, I've helped with that as well.
0: They got the whole darn tournament there, I read, just yesterday, right? The whole darn tournament's in
1: India. I read that, yes, they do. They're going to have the whole tournament here in the state of Indiana, so it's going to be a a great undertaking. But the the people here, the volunteers here are tremendous, and uh, we have the people, the hotels, the the businesses uh, to pull this off. So great, great organization, and uh, this community likes to come together and pull together for events just like that. So... We're looking forward to it, and you know, I'll be uh, using a lot of the venues here in, in Indiana, Indianapolis, the Convention Center, Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, so a lot of venues will be used. So it's going to be a, an interesting time. Uh, we're, we're in some unusual times right now, so it, yes, it takes some unusual things to do, and I think the Indianapolis, Indianapolis can pull this off, and uh, hopefully everyone will be safe, and it will be a good tournament.
0: Bill, it's great catching up with you. You only spent three years playing with the Bills. I feel like you, you were here forever because you're, you're so approachable and so easy to talk with. Thank you very much for doing this.
1: Well, thank you very much. And uh, I always I always enjoy myself in Buffalo. My wife and I, we enjoyed ourselves in Buffalo. The fans up there were tremendous and great, and they always treat us well. So thank you for everything.
2: You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff with John Murphy.
0: Our guest this segment is going to talk a little bit different about skiing. He is the uh, brand manager, the newly appointed marketing and brand manager for uh, Snow Operating. They run Mountain Creek Ski Area in northern New Jersey. They run the Big Snow American Dream uh, indoor skiing uh, uh, setup in northern New Jersey. Happy to have Pat Morgan, West New York native with us. Hello, Pat. How are you? Good to have you with us here.
2: I'm good, John. How are you, man? Great to uh, <laughs> great to be on this. This is awesome. Yeah.
0: We're we're excited to have you. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, a lot of things, really. And and we should point at the outset: the uh, the Mountain Creek ski area has been a big success for Sullivan's Brewing. But before we get to that, just tell me about your background, a Western New York native who grew up right in the foothills in uh, in the snow belt here in Western New York, huh?
2: Yeah, grew up uh, grew up in Ellicottville, essentially. Uh, went to Pioneer High School, um, and uh, yeah, always been a resort guy and uh, been a season ticket holder for. Uh, for about ten years now, so you know, whenever uh, whenever I get back for the games, you know, we're we're either hanging out at Twin Oaks Hotel or over at the Pinto Tailgate, uh, soaking oh, yeah. all in, and uh, yeah, I sure do miss going to games. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, we get back to that next season.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. Well, let's talk about your your Bills fandom first, since you brought it up first. Um, how is it difficult to be a, a season ticket holder when you live? All over the country. You've lived in Vail. You're living in northern New Jersey now. You've been all over the country, but you still maintain those season tickets, huh?
2: Yeah, I just, I just look at it as an investment, you know, and I get home to uh, at least six, six a year. And, you know, once, once winter kicks into high drive, those, those late games are tough. But uh, it's never hard to find somebody to, uh, to fill my seats in the rock pile.
0: Yeah. What about the, the Bills uh, Has you hooked, Pat? What do you think? What's the, the driving force there?
2: It's just like the culture, and just I guess just uh proud to have been a, a sink or swim fan for for all these years, you know, like Super Bowl 25. I was in third grade, and I can remember not understanding why all the adults were so ex- upset, and uh, <laughs> now I completely get it,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's been a lot of heartbreak since then, too, but not yeah. the last uh. Three or four years. Uh, it's been a totally different story for the Buffalo Bills. You must love this new era of Bills football, huh?
2: Yeah, it's like they're just having fun out there, it looks like. So, I don't know. It's, it's awesome to see what Josh and Diggs are doing. And, uh, you know, of course, the secondary is amazing, too. So, just total team product. It's, it's uh, super exciting.
0: And tell me what your plans are for this Saturday at 1 p.m. Certainly, you'll watch the game. And please tell me you're going to try to listen to the game, too, the radio broadcast of the
2: game. Well, I, I, always, do the, uh, I always do the audio with you guys. But, right. uh, but yeah, i got to figure out what channel it's on and find a, find a nice big TV to nestle in on and uh, probably won't sit down most of the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I won't be sitting either. Pat Morgan, yeah. our guest, he is the marketing and brand manager in Mountain Creek Ski Area. Tell us about Mountain Creek. Where is it and what kind of a place is it, Pat?
2: Um, so it's located in Vernon, New Jersey. It's, uh, it's a four season ski area, uh, very much like holiday Valley back there. Um, you know, pretty significant size. Um, we get, uh, we get a, a lot of, uh, attention from like the New York Metro market. So a little bit different of a guest here, but, um, yeah, they're diehards. They, uh, they come out in all types of weather because we're not blessed with, uh, the lake effect snow that uh, Western New York gets, so much of our product is uh, is man-made, but we put our foot into it. Had a great start to the season this year with around two feet of fresh snow and uh, very uh, very well performing season so far. So we're we're really excited, even in like the uh, the yeah. pandemic age.
0: Two things I want to ask you that you just mentioned: uh, what is meant by a four seasons uh, ski resort? What what do well, you have going
2: on? So we've got uh, we've got mountain bike uh, facilities like a mountain bike park. We do you know weddings and conferences as soon as we're able to again. And uh, so yeah. Oh, and uh, a really huge water park uh, mm-hmm. that uh, you can find on uh, HBO Max. There was a recent documentary about its roots. So. <laughs> oh, <wow.
0: laughs> and Pat, you also said uh, you you attract like the New York City market which you described as a little bit different than the normal ski market what what do you think of that what do you have in mind
2: yeah they just uh they they have different expectations you know they've got uh you know they've they've just got a different mindset than like uh back in western new york so it's uh we we have to go a little bit uh the extra miles sometimes to to keep them happy and keep them invested in us and uh it's a good challenge they uh they uh they come out in all weather so we appreciate it
0: <clears throat> i um Along those same lines, uh, when you were hired by Mountain Creek, uh, one of the officials there had said that you're basically in charge of the resort and guest experiences and taking them to the next level. And it struck me that um, people expect more than a nice hill and well-groomed snow when they go to a ski area, huh?
2: Yeah, I mean, you want the total package. Like, you want uh, you want good food and beverage. You want a pleasant arrival and departure experience. So we we try to check all those boxes and, uh, and make sure all – all areas of our operation uh meet and exceed uh, expectations
0: what's the most important uh, guest experience you think at a ski resort other than the skiing maybe
2: yeah i mean you would have to start with the snow but i i just think like having you know clean facilities that are efficiently ran and uh just like no clunky processes where you know if you're spending that much money to go skiing these days you want you just want uh you want to be able to enjoy it and check out from the the real world and uh we want to be able to bring you that, uh, that relaxation and enjoyment.
0: I want to ask you about another uh, endeavor you're involved in. It's called the Big Snow American Dream Indoor Skiing and Snowboarding uh, Facility. I've seen it for years right next door to MetLife Stadium, not quite understanding what it was. I've done a little more research, but tell us what is Big Snow all about and how does that work over there?
2: Yeah, so it's really cool. It's, uh, it's located right inside the, uh, the American Dream Mall. Um, so literally, you park in the parking lot and you're staring at MetLife Stadium as you walk into the place. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very much indoor skiing and snowboarding. We've got a, a terrain-based learning area and then we've got what you would call like a recreational hill and then we've got a train park in there too. So during the off-season when it's not winter outside, we get more of like the core park riders in there and they, they flock to it. We sell like a six pack product. That's really, really enticing to a lot of people because they'll go pretty often, you know, so it's, uh, it's been really successful for us, uh, you know, And again, we're, we're operating at limited capacity in the state of New Jersey, but uh, we have no problem uh, navigating that safely and, uh, and people fill the slopes in there for sure. It's, it's, it's a great experience.
0: It's an indoor facility. It's um, man-made snow. I've read that it's kept at 28 degrees and it's open 12 months a year there. Huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we've got pretty ambitious plans to do like summer camps in there, get some, like, we've had quite a few like pro athletes in there like the the Burton snowboards team did a photo shoot in there. We recently did a, uh, believe it or not, a a Dior photo shoot in there. Um, uh-huh. So it's getting a lot of eyes on it and uh we get quite a few uh, celebrities, like music artists and influencers through there, too. So it's it's pretty cool.
0: Pat Morgan from Mountain Creek Resort. He is the uh, marketing and brand manager. Hey, Pat, you came to our attention because of uh, uh, our Sullivan salesman, Kyle Arcamano, who's worked with you. Tell us, um, you mentioned how important food and beverage are to a, a big-time ski resort. Talk about that, if you would, for a minute. How important is it?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's crucial. I mean, it's obviously a high revenue generator. Um, we've had a lot of success with uh, adding Sullivan's this year. We're pouring the, uh, the black marble stout and uh, it's a, it's a great taste for the winter months. And we're looking forward to uh, adding the other, uh, the other varieties closer to St. Patrick's Day, do a little, uh, do a little tap tape over.
0: Yeah. Sullivan's fits in there, huh? With, uh, with your target audience, I guess.
2: Yeah, for sure, because we don't carry uh, other similar items, so it's a standalone uh, Irish stout. So we're, we're really happy to be able to offer something uh, something premium and unique to our guests. And
0: one of the things Kyle has mentioned is uh, how great business has been at Mountain Creek, even in the face of the uh, quarantine and the, and the coronavirus. Uh, Mountain Creek, he says, is, is just exploding in terms of business, both for skiing and uh, for food and beverage, huh?
2: Yeah, we're we're just super proud to be able to like offer winner in the first place. But then, uh, but then uh, you know, we are operating at limited capacity, you know, and we only have so many lift tickets for sale a day. So we're trying to trying to make sure it's not overcrowded. And, you know, we've got mostly compliant guests. We got, you know, we got a few bad apples out there that don't want to play by the rules, but we handle it on a case by case scenario. And for the most part, everybody's super, super appreciative of what we're able to give them.
0: A couple of weeks ago on this podcast, we interviewed a guy who runs an Irish pub in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And, you know, restaurant owners and and resort owners struggling with all the restrictions. But he said something that's kind of stuck with me. He said he believes that uh, people, uh, patrons should make decisions on their own. Do they feel safe? You know, play by the rules, but they decide whether places should be open and whether if they want to stay home, stay home, stay healthy. But if they're willing to take a chance, go for it. What What do you think about
2: that? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the right mindset. I mean, I wouldn't go somewhere if I didn't feel safe, you know, but uh I know the I know that the efforts that we're taking uh are overachieving with that stuff. So um yeah, it's uh yeah, I think I think that guy nailed it. I mean, if, if you don't feel comfortable, come back with us another time.
0: Yeah, that's a way to look at it, I guess. Well, I wish you were gonna be part of the sixty seven hundred, the chosen few in Orchard Park this Saturday, Pat. But uh I, I expect the Bills win. What about you? Uh
2: I'm I'm thinking it's a I'm thinking it's a win. The Colts make me a little nervous if we're being honest, but uh <laughs> I think uh I think Josh Allen still has some magic uh left in that arm and uh I expect a big uh, big game. I didn't I didn't quite expect the blowout against Miami like that. So no. hopefully they didn't uh hopefully they didn't use all that up
0: <laughs> what about the Colts makes you nervous
2: um Philip I mean Philip Rivers still has gas in the tank man yeah. so and obviously Frank Reich knows our systems and could expose us a little bit so it's uh there's reason to be nervous for sure
0: okay hey Pat thanks for this good talking with you thank you
2: great talking thanks for having me
0: Well, there you go. That's our podcast this week, Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff, brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing, the makers of Sullivan's Malting's Irish Red Ale, Sullivan's Irish Gold Ale, and Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. It's brewed in Kilkenny, Ireland, available all over here in Buffalo, here in upstate New York, Bills Country. It's available in New York City, on Long Island, northern New Jersey, the home of Mountain Creek Ski Area that we talked about last segment. Uh, Sullivan's, you can find it in Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio, in Pittsburgh, Savannah, and Atlanta, Georgia. Growing all the time, just look for Sullivan's in bars and taverns and on the shelf in the stores where you buy your beer. Our thanks to our guests, Pat Morgan of Mountain Creek Ski Area, Bill's fan, the ski area pouring Sullivan's, hoping with restrictions from COVID quarantines from great stories and ideas from Pat Morgan on that. Our thanks to Bill Brooks. Billy Brooks, one of my all-time favorite Buffalo Bills. He just made a great impression in just three seasons here in Buffalo. Thanks to our producer, Pat Feldball, too. We take feedback. If you have critiques, ideas, criticism, we got an email address. Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff at gmail.com. Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff, one word, at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. You've been listening to John Murphy and the Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's all about the bills and the beer.